Welcome to the Only Hunt Podcast. We're back here in the shop tonight. I'm Luke. I'm Dustin. I'm Turner. I'm Trey. And I'm Russell. Me and uh, me and old Russell are sharing a mic tonight, so in case somebody's fading out a little bit, just to give everybody a heads up. Welcome back, fellas. Good to be back. Hey, hey. How's everybody doing? We're good. It's good. It's been a, uh, been a good week. Been a long week. Uh, you just got back from East Tennessee. You got to go to Thompson Bowling Arena last night and watch the the Vols beat the LSU Tigers. The Tigers. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a good time. We we I had to go over there for work and might as well make the most of it while you're over there. So sure, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, Dustin, what's that you say about prayer? Uh, you can do. Uh, no, you can't do much until you pray. But you can do much after you pray. Yeah. Turner, would you do the honor of opening us in prayer, sir? Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for bringing us all together, Lord. We want to thank you for giving us this platform to reach others. Lord, I ask that you would continue to put others in our path so that we can uh, help lead them to you, God. Lord, we ask that this uh, podcast would reach reach far and wide, bring those to you. Lord, we ask of your forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, man, that deep voice just brings man. chills. I you looked know up. what I'm saying? <laughs> I couldn't help it, man. Uh, hey, oh. It reminded me back to that old little white church back a long time ago when that old, when the pastor said, Hey, uh, uh, come Mr. On, come on oh, down here, young Mr. Deacon, uh, brother, blo- brother, whatever, come up here and <laughs> close us in prayer tonight. Sound like an old, old Southern Baptist deacon, is I what you sound he, like. I thought he was about to break out. Don't go riding on that long black train. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good, man. Sounded good. More like Barry White. Yeah. Oh, there, Ooh, you go. there it is. Oh, yeah. hey, very nice. Yes. Uh, Dustin, today is a big day. What's what's today? It's my spiritual birthday, man. Eleven, eleven whole years. Been, um, it's been a quite a eventful ride. So the Lord saved me, uh, February eighth, two thousand and thirteen. So, uh, 11 years, man. It's awesome. Very good. Very good. So, um, 11 years, as weird as it sounds, is, I mean, that was a good time, good, good long time ago. So, uh, how I was, old were you? I was 16 years old, and I was two months into having my driver's license. So, I'm sure I was burning the roads up. Yeah. Um, so, just a young, innocent lad. That's how me and you met. It is. Except I was substitute teaching. That is, uh, we never got to talk about that story, but yeah, Luke was my substitute teacher when I was in high school, and that's how Luke and I's relationship started. Just go ahead and tell him the best substitute you ever had. Uh, Turner, what were you doing in 2013? I was in college still, living my not-so-Christian life at the time. You were married, right? Yeah, I was, I got married in 2010, so I was three years in to a, a marriage no kids though. Yeah, actually, I had um, I had Kelby and my daughter, and then Fallon was uh, pregnant with River, like freshly pregnant with River. Uh, he was born in uh, September, so she was obviously she was a she was a, like morning sickness type pregnant mm. during that time. Mm. Um, so 2013, um, the uh, the iPhone five. That was the the new thing. That was the the big release then. 
So we've come a long way. I think we're, are we on 14 or 15? I've got a 14. iPhone 14. We might, I think there might be a 15. I think there is. Yeah, there um, is. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, you've come a long way, man. Um, we're all happy for you. We're all proud for you. Give us a, just give us a little overview and a, um, you know, a, a testimony, a, a brief, um, testimony, if you don't mind. Of like what, what the 11 years has looked yeah, like? Yeah. What this is, what this has been for you. Um, well, so really I made a mess of my marriage. So I was kind of getting to the point where, um, you ever been around, uh, anybody, or you maybe have been this way with somebody that you've just done, like you've been there for them or they've been there for you and you just kept messing up so much or they've kept messing up so much. And there was just a time period. You just kind of just like, I'm just about done. And you know, does that make you ever had that? You know, like you have people that kind of mess, mess you over, mess you over, mess you over. You still love them, but you're just not really, you're just kind of done. So anyway, I, I, that, that's kind of what I could see in my, I guess you could say my wife's face where she was just kind of, I mean, she still loved me, obviously, but she, um, I don't, I don't, you know, just hadn't been a good husband. So she, we just had a, uh, just had a child and then she was pregnant again. I mean, she loved me, obviously, but we just, it was just one of them things that she was tired of me being the same old me, not, you know, not, uh, not going anywhere, not doing anything, uh, as far as, you know, leading like I should. And so, uh, anyway, I just, I, I went on a I went on a spiritual treat, and I shared this in the first the first uh, our first podcast we did. But I went on a spiritual treat, man. Didn't really kind of against my will. Didn't really want to go. My cousin asked me to go, and uh, he shared the gospel with me, you know, one night, and asked me to go on a spiritual treat. And I told him I would because I knew I needed to, and I went. And Lord saved me while I was while I was on there uh, on that. So I remember the main thing, one of the main things, the greatest things that happened when I came back was I was able to apologize to my wife for the way that I had you know, had acted. And the cool thing, man, just my, my wife's all, she's loved me like Jesus, you know, all throughout that, that time while I was, she, you could just tell like how she felt, but she still loved me through all of that, you know? And then, uh, but when I got home, I remember apologizing to her like, Hey, I have made an absolute mess of this marriage. You know, I have done you wrong. I have not treated you right. I've lied to you all the time. I haven't been a good father, you know, let me, let's, let's restart this thing. Like, let's do this over. I know we're married, but let's just clean slate this and let me prove to you that something's happened in my life. And she stood up, I remember, and gave me a hug. I actually remember how I, when I walked in, she was like, how was it? She was laying on the couch. I just kind of like leaned my head up against, I laid on the floor, like I sit on the floor and leaned back on the couch and just kind of was talking to her and I shared all that, you know, just apologized to her and she stood up and gave me a hug. And I said, let's, let's redo this thing. And she said, okay. And she literally, I believe forgave me for every single thing that I've done before and then in that moment. And like literally allowed me to start leading her and take the, the spiritual role, I guess you could say, as I should have in the very beginning and, um, and, and lead. So from there, man, I just, uh, uh, just continued to, uh, fall in love with Jesus. You know, that, it took a, you know, I'm, I'm still doing that now, but, um, you know, Lord's kind of just, I've been on a little whirlwind of, of, uh, of things have, you know, taken place over the past 11 years. We were laying in bed last night. Fallon and I were talking about, uh, how would you ever imagine that we would be where we're at today, 11 years ago to, you know, when you, when you came home, you know, kind of when I came home, we were talking and, you know, after the Lord saved me, 
um, she was like, did, did you, we would never, we never thought that we would be doing, we would be where we're at doing what we're doing. Um, it's just crazy how the Lord can just in, a, in an instant, you know, completely redirect your, your, um, your life. So, uh, yeah, about six months, man, after I, I ended up, uh, after I got saved, I just had a, you know, great desire through prayer and just praying, asking the Lord for, and guide me and lead me and, you know, just to, I just knew I should help out more, and I loved youth. You know, I had, I had my brothers and stuff, so I loved youth kids and stuff. So I was hanging out with him, started kind of doing some of that, doing a little bit of youth stuff with uh, the church I was at, and eventually went over to a, another church after a while. And uh, um, not too long, you know, the, like the next year, I was a year or so into my 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 walk with the Lord, and ended up getting an opportunity to start preaching um, at a church. So stayed there and. Before I knew it, found myself doing you know youth ministry, pretty much kind of heading up the youth, youth director there, what youth pastor there, whatever you want to call it, and did that for four and a half, five years, and got ordained, and because I knew that the Lord, you know, was obviously what the Lord had for me, so I kept on rolling. And um, uh, 2019, after you know we had a really successful youth ministry and it was going real well, and um, I kept getting opportunities to preach at different places, and the Lord just would move, and you know, that's what He does, and um, and Fallon kept saying, you know, we're going to be doing more than what we're doing now. You're going to end up, where, uh, don't you think we're going to probably be, you're going to be doing this for kind of a living one day? <laughs> like this is, you know, Lord's using you. I was like, ah, kind of blew it off. And um, eventually I had to come to a realization that the Lord really wanted me to, to pastor, uh, which was kind of wild because I'm blue collar to the core, always have been, and that's who I am. And uh, just didn't fit the mold of the preacher, you know, the the suit and tie guy. And eventually, I had to come to the realization that the Lord didn't want me to be that guy. He just wanted me to be who I am, and and um, and and preach the you know the word of God. And so uh, I wrestled with that man for a while. 2019 was a crazy year. In August, I quit my job where I was working. Uh, great company, loved the company, taught me so much. Great opportunities, you know, that I had there, and uh, kind of started my own deal because I knew I had to preach, um, and I wasn't going to be able to, to work for somebody. I was going to be able to go when I needed to go. So in 2019, I ended up going over to the, the church that we're at now. Uh, they had a, a spot, so I was preaching at one church on a Wednesday, and then on Sunday I started filling in over where we're at now, and uh, they asked me to come over there to, uh, to take the pastor position. They lost a pastor. I was like, ah, I can talk to you about it. I don't know. I think I might do something else, you know, start something new. And so anyway, I, I talked with them, and when I when I shared what I what was going on in my life and what I felt like the Lord wants to do, and just you know, they uh, they said, well, yeah, can you can you come over here and you know you have a direction you think you want to take a church maybe or start something, and and we have a church, no pastor, you know, come over here and let's let's, let's help, and let's do it, you know, like all right, let me pray about it, and I wrestled with the Lord about it because I knew that if I did so, I'd have to it alter everything in my life, so. Um, eventually we, I, I, I really, I knew that, and there was no way my wife and I went up to the parking lot at the church one night and prayed and, uh, uh, just us, we had a date night. So we went to eat somewhere quick and then we just parked in the parking lot up there at that church and held hands and prayed and cried together and asked the Lord just to look, you know, this is what you have for us. You know, just give us peace about this because this is, we know it's going to alter our life, but we want to do, you know, we want to be in the will of God. So we, uh. After we left there, we knew just through prayer and 
just peace, you know, the Lord gives you peace that passes all understanding. It was, it was obvious this is where we're supposed to go. It was an opportunity. I had a gift that the Lord's given me, and I knew that this they would be loving and caring and gracious and, you know, allow me to mess up and still love me through it. And so went over there and, uh, in 2019, uh, quit my job, same week. So I started a business, same week that I started at that church. And uh, just doing kind of bivocational doing that. And now eventually I've gotten now where I'm able to, to pretty much – you know, try to pass the majority of the time. So spend some time at work, but most of my time is uh, with the church. So uh, now we're here, man. So I'm grateful. If you look back over 11 years, I would just have to say that it has been an absolute wild, incredible uh, ride that has had a ton of persecution, a ton of, I would say, doubt, a ton of discouragement, a ton of failures, um, and when I look back at it now, it's hard to even hardly remember any of that because how good and faithful the Lord has been through all of it. You know, I've messed up a ton, and I've made bad decisions and nothing crazy, moral, or anything like that. Just, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we, I mean, we all, you know, we all, we all fall short. Um, and I, I would agree with you. I would say that um, the last, I mean, I wouldn't even say four years, I mean, 11 years, but probably the last three or four years, my life is, you know, kind of the same thing. It's just like, who would have thought, you know? I wouldn't have, two, three years ago, I wouldn't have thought I'd be sitting here talking to y'all. Um, but you talked a lot about prayer, and I knew you would. So that's why I have this this question. Um, you're the prayingest man I know. You think? You pray all the time. You, you, you teach me a lot about prayer. So how has prayer... Um, played that role and how has prayer um do you think affected um you know how you've ended up where you've ended up um and and why do you think um it's important not only not you know just for scripture's sake um that we stay um praying all the time well scripture tells us to pray without ceasing you know to not stop but yeah, I would, I would, I don't want to correct you because I think that I, I'm not saying you're saying anything wrong. I'm, but uh, my prayer life is the hardest part of my life. You know, earlier when you got here, I told you I had to leave and I couldn't talk to you. You came early to hang out and we were going to talk. And I love that because I want to talk, hang out. But I woke up this morning about 30 minutes before I had to be somewhere. And so I jumped out the, 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 the house flying, getting to where I needed to go. And then I had a, something happened in between there, so I was late. I should, should have been on time, but I ended up having to talk to somebody, and I ended up being a little bit behind. Anyway, I ha from there, by the time I got home from a, a 9 o'clock appointment, I, it was 2.30. So much stuff happened in between. And then when I got here, um, I, had to, I had, to, had something going on. I had to do something. I ended up. Before it was all said and done, it was 5.30, and I have not stopped. You said, you looked at me, you said, what time is it? I said, 5.30? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you here? What time are we supposed to be? <laughs> I was like, I, well, but I, but but Jake was, you know, had a guy here helping me with some stuff, and so I, I, I ended up having to leave. I was like, I have to go sit still. And I walked inside and found out, like, what are you doing? I said, I just got to have a minute. You know, I got to sit. I got to stop. I've been on the phone. I've been talking. I've been doing stuff all day, and I have not you know, it's you could do spiritual things all day and for the Lord, but how how important is it to be, 
you know, constant in constant communication with him. It's it's great. I mean, yes, throughout the day, help me, Lord, you know, guide me, Lord, thinking about stuff like that. But it's a big difference. You know, that's the pray without ceasing part. You're constantly in communicate communication with the Lord. But there needs to be a time every day where I believe you sit still before God because you it, it helps your day, you know, to get to get going. Well, I'm five thirty and I'm like have been canned to can't, and I'm like, I have not sat still yet, man. I got to go pray. So I literally went in my house and sat there for 30 minutes, laid across the bed and prayed, you know, probably. So um, for me, man, I have come to a realization that I am not good at anything apart from the Lord. Like I'm a failure as a husband, a failure as a dad, a failure as an, uh, a pastor or whatever. I need the Lord's help in every single area of my life. If I don't wake up and pray, or if I don't fight, fight, fight for that prayer life or for that time that I get to spend with him, I'll make a lot of dumb decisions that day. I need wisdom. I need guidance. Yeah, I have the Holy Spirit indwelling in me, but sometimes when you spend time with the Lord, you're actually stopping and you're sitting still and you're just allowing your your brain to slow down for a minute. You're able to sit still before God and you're talking uh, with him, communicating with him. We communicate with him, uh, God through prayer. He communicates to you know, to us through his word. And so we're having this, you know, I'm conversating with the Lord, with me speaking to him. Um, and just, it's, it's, it's crucial for our life because if you do not do that, you're, me slowing down and praying helps me lead better and helps me um, conversate better, helps me give, I can give better advice, I think, because I'm constantly thinking through things and thinking about the scriptures and what the scriptures say about a certain situation that I may be talking to somebody about. So I guess to answer your prayer, your question about prayer, um, I, I don't want to do anything. It's, it's crucial. I think that you can't do anything until you pray. And then the thing is, the Lord already knows what you need before you pray. But what's so important about you praying is intimacy with him. It's you actually connecting with your the one who knows you the best and you crying out to him or, or thanking him or praising him and repenting and confessing sin and asking for forgiveness. Yes, he's cleansed us of all of our unrighteousness, but he still, we, we need to, you know, the scripture says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So us constantly, you know, praying uh, to him is, is what we should be doing. So to answer your question, I just think it's, it's monumental in anybody's life. Uh, somebody told me not too long ago that they think of the, that the average preacher or pastor prays five min- only five minutes a day. And I think that sounds crazy, but I understand how that is true because they're so busy. Uh, people get, you know, if so this is what the uh, I've heard people tell me this. I had another guy tell me this the other day. If Satan can't, ma- can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Yeah. You know, and so and I have prayed and, and asked the Lord, which just sounds crazy, make my day miserable until I pray. And he will. And he will. <laughs> and so I have, I fight for it, dude. I have to claw for, for, for time to sit still and pray to God. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it. And, but it, I have, um, learned so much about myself and, um, just sitting still and praying and, you know, to God and, and, uh, not like, again, he's not speaking audibly to me through prayer or anything, but I'm communicating with him, and he already knows everything, but me being able to sit still is my, it is me depending on him for what I need and, and me confessing that to him and asking for help, and I believe that, that it is so beneficial for a pastor to, to spend that time or anyone. Anyone. Yeah. yeah. Turner, um, I'm going to 
I'm going to bounce over to you for a minute because you and I have had this conversation um, multiple times um, where you were talking about, um, you know, being able to spend more time in the Word and stuff. And you, same situation, right? Like yep. you, were, you were like, Lord, make me miserable until, you know, I, I kind of get in line. Um, so just kind of feeding off of Dustin, um, you know, like I said, we've talked about it. Um, me and Turner, we're, we're tighter than bark on a tree. Um, so, so, <laughs> so tell tell us about tell us about that. Uh, like I said, feeding off of Dustin. Also, I have, you know, a sim not a similar job, but I have a similar busy life as Dustin does. I mean, he's got more than I do, but you know, day to day operations. My mind is busy from the time I wake up until I finally get to close my eyes at night. So what was it a few months ago I told Trey I was like man I've been praying that Lord would just Lord would make me miserable until I spend time with him yeah and I probably got it from you remember I talked about it in a sermon one time uh, I actually I said that you ought to see the, the, the people they were like why would you pray the Lord that you know you could just see it on their face like why would you say that out loud but yeah we talked about it before I just longed for that time you know for to, to spend you know to yeah. like make myself spend time with the Lord you know, and I would wake up in, in some mornings and be late for work or, you know, whatever. Wake up, the first thing I have is a phone call from a customer or whatever it may be. And I don't get that time in the morning. And then I go to work, I'm thinking, oh, I'll, I'll open my Bible in yeah. five minutes and I'll do it. And then 30 minutes later, I still hadn't done it. You yeah. know, and that, that goes all day long. And I told Trey one day, I said, man, I'm just I'm miserable. You know, and I don't know why. I don't feel like the Lord's working in my life. I don't feel like I'm where I need to be, you know. And it, it just dawned light on bulb. me. The it light was, bulb yes. went off. I was like, I was sitting there. I know <laughs> why. I think I called Trey back in my office and I said, Trey, I know why. I said, yeah. I prayed that the Lord make me miserable before I spend, you know, that time you need with yeah. him. Yeah. Well, you just think about your spouse or, you know, your, your girlfriend or whoever it may be, a loved one. Um, or just say my kids. Uh, like my, my kids, when I get home, uh, my wife's always hating because she thinks my son loves me more than she loves because he's like, he, she'll never talk, he don't ever ask about me. He's always, where's dad? Where's dad? Where's dad? But it's just a way that he longs for, you know, fellowship with with someone he loves. He loves his mama, um, obviously, but, but in the same way. I can't, I mean, I go out of town hunting or I go do something for a couple of days. I'm ready to see my kids. I'm ready to see my wife, you know, and... Uh, that's just something that we long for. So when you have a relationship with God and you love the Lord and you long to, you know, you, you love the Word and the way that the Lord deals with you through it and, and encourages you through it, and then you love, you know, the, the way that the, the way that all works together and in prayer is something that's so important to us, you know. So I think that it's, it's, it's right, you know. I, I'll, I'll think about it today. I was like, all right, I, got, I, I was literally fixing to go because there was so much stuff going on. I was like, I'm gonna go pick up. I'm gonna go pick my her up from uh, from my, my daughter up from ball practice because I knew that I could drive there and I'd be silent and I was gonna be able to just to, just to spend some time. But I, she's like, my, my mom's getting her. So, uh, <laughs> gotta figure this out, you know. But uh, so last question before we dive in here, I know uh, we got we gotta get in the word for a little bit. Um, I want to know you. You know, we have a lot of. Um, you know, we joke about it a lot, but we're the we're the good old boy church. We've got a lot of, you know, outdoorsmen, hunters, blue collar guys that we can easily relate to, being where we are and and do how we do. 
Um, and I think, you know, I think it's good. I think it's needed. I think it's a part of, definitely a part of um, the ministry that um, God's got um, going for us. Um, so what advice do you have for someone who is um, maybe, you know, maybe they are relating to us. Maybe there's somebody listening to this podcast that just happened to stumble upon it, but like I said, is relating to us. Um, so what advice do you have for someone who's new in their faith or they might be having that tug on their heart. What what do they need to do? Like, what what would your advice be? Someone who has, you know, been through the ringer, um, felt the way you felt, and then, you know, you don't like you said you eleven years ago you would have never thought that you'd be in this position you're in. So, um, yeah, Turner too. So how how do you um, take that next step? Um, I'll. I guess you can split. I guess you can split that up into. I'll split up in two questions. So, kind of because it's t- kind of two questions. Of what do you do about a new person that just come to fellowship with the Lord and say that just happened to you and you're new in Christ? What you know? What now? Um, what should you do? And then I guess um, what about somebody who maybe be called to do what we're doing now? Um, you know, anybody. Um, I and mean, what would you say? You said something about, a, about our church, you know, as far as it being, a, you know, just saying maybe if they don't feel like they fit them old or whatever, maybe something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, they 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 grew up somewhere where um, maybe they, they go to church with their parents and they don't fit into that church. And, um, you know, we talk about all the time when you, like, you come to our church, you you, you probably know, you know, yeah. pretty. Yeah, any, any, any of them, really. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of friends that have... Uh, that have that that I'm friends with that were had our church on a list and didn't ever make it because they found that what they were looking for somewhere else. So um, anybody who's in who just is new, my you know just come to know the Lord, just the Lord just you know saved them. It does not have to be in a church that for that to take place. But um, I think yeah, definitely that you need to um, find a a good Bible teaching church, and that's important. Don't look for the the lights and the fog and the smokes and the mirrors and all that stuff and um you look for a place that uh, a preacher grabs his bible and preaches it with with passion and you know and excitement and loves the word of god and 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 it doesn't have to be some crafty way it's the word he teaches the word that's what that's what needs to happen first and foremost you know as you're looking for a church if they're biblically grounded um, so yeah, do that and, and just have some spiritual disciplines, you know, in your life and, and begin to, to pray and begin to read and you don't have to know what you're even reading all at the same time. You know, you don't, you, at, at, when you're first getting into to that, everything that you read, you're like, wow, wow. You know, like you're reading stuff and I'm still that way, but you know, when you learn, you just, when you're first growing and learning the word of God, the word of God is um, it's captivating still, so I don't want to take anything away from the way it is, na- way things are now. But when you're first in, when you're first growing and first first come to know the Lord, and you're reading and studying, everything is just, uh, it's just uh, incredible. So, uh, like David says, you know, in Psalms, it's fifty-one. Uh, you know, restore me, O Lord, the joys of my salvation. You know, just being so excited. Um, but we, when we can keep that, you know, we can keep that fire through, I think, spiritual disciplines and us constantly confessing sin and, and reading and studying and praying and constantly in fellowship with others. And one of the main things that I think is super, super important and is my life verse is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
that anyone is in Christ is a brand new creation. The old life is gone. The new has come. And so you are brand new in Christ. You are no longer the ragged person that you were the day before. That is absolutely crucial for you to, to remember that what the Lord thinks of you now is you are righteous because of the work of Jesus. And you, in his eyes, are no longer an enemy. You are a, an adopted son into, or daughter into this, this family of God. And you, you belong to him and you always belong to him. And there's nothing that you can do to, to you know, to, to lose that. He loves you and cares for you. And so it's like we, we have to, we get into this time where you kind of um, kind of fall back into um, thinking things about who you used to be and it not, you, you can't do these things or you, you're not worthy of doing these things. And um, I think that's uh, something that we, need to remember and know, you know, that, look, if you're, if you're now in Christ and understand your old life is gone and the Lord desires to use all of us and began to find you a, you know, a, a church that, that preaches the Bible, again, some spiritual discipline through prayer and fellowship and, and, uh, and studying. And, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's important to note also if you, you know, if you are listening and you are new and, um, you do have that tug. Um, this is a process. This isn't an overnight uh, miraculous thing, um, you know, as far as being sanctified, right, as far as um, becoming better, being more like Jesus. I mean, I'm every day getting, trying to get better. Um, I don't, it's like I said, it's not going to uh, just flip a switch and you're just going to automatically be holy and things are going to be great. And, what you know, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better sometimes, they say. Um, so just feeding off of you with that, you know, was that, was that you, did you, I mean, has this been a process? Well, sanctification is, um, uh, we'll get to Philippians two, uh, in a couple of weeks, but Philippians two tells us, I think it's 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, um, let me see and make sure this is right. Yeah. Uh, therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and so we're we're constantly working out you know our salvation not that we're working to be saved because we have been saved but we're working on it so that's justification you have been made right it's it's, it's a court term that you are you are legally now made right in the eyes of God because of the work of Jesus, you're justified, you're righteous, you're holy in the eyes of God. Even though you didn't do anything to deserve it, he's made you that way. He's accredited all that belonged to Jesus. He's put it on you. Now you're this new creation in Christ. You're free. You're no longer under the law. You're under the blood of Jesus. It's covered you. Your sins are forgiven. It's this wonderful thing that takes place. But then from there, you realize that I don't have it together still. There's a lot in me that I don't like about myself. And so you constantly see these things, and you work that out. You begin to allow the Holy Spirit that did not indwell in you before, now that indwells in you, to, to bring sin up in your life through prayer, through through studying of the scriptures, and you begin to confess sin and repent and turn from that and use the Spirit's help to, to guide you and, and, and lead you and turn from that, and you're working out your salvation. So, yes, understand, I remember, man, I was like robotic when I first got saved because I was working so hard to, to not screw up. 
to a point where it was almost like legalistic to where I had to do this, had to do this, had to do this, had to do this, had to do this. And, I, and then I ended up, I, I, I fell short one day and I caught myself in the middle of some sin uh, all up in it, you know, and I was like, oh my gracious, you done went back to the way that you were. And then I remember God, grace. I just, I just blew it. Lord, forgive me. I, I, I was not trying to do what I don't even remember what it was, but I was just confessing sin to him and just pouring my heart out to him because I fell short in a certain area and I was, I was guilty. I knew that I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And so I confessed sin to him, cried out to him, you know, asked him for, for forgiveness and, and help. And just what the scripture says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So I remember like a, a weight being lifted. I was like, okay, so I'm going to live my life being spirit filled, you know, praying and studying and, 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 and constant communication with the Lord. And when I fall short, I'm not meaning to do that. You know, I'm living my life to try to honor the Lord. But yes, during that, I will, I'll blow it. And he's, he's faithful. He's just, he's, he's, he's gracious. He's a loving God. So not that he doesn't care. He, I mean, all sin will go punished, um, but it's been put on Jesus. And so we are to confess our sin to him and, 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 you know, and ask for his help. And so, yeah, just understand that you're not going to be who you want to be the day after that you're in the eyes of God. Yes, you're, you're, you're righteous. He's, when he looks at you, he sees the blood of Jesus. He knows that you are, you are his. And so you're saved for your sins past. Your sins for you're forgiven for your you're, you're forgiven for your sins past and in the present and what even what you'll do next year he knows it already and he still chose to save you and and is gracious so it's important I think that we understand that we will be we will have to be sanctified so justification sanctification and then glorification so the sanctification process is from your day of salvation until the day that you die and then when the Lord returns whenever that will be if we die before the Lord returns. There will be a time period. We will, we, we will, we will eventually be a time where er, when the Lord returns and then we will be in our glorified bodies. And so that's glorification. It's when it's all, all said and done and, and we're in our glorified, perfected bodies and we're with him for all of eternity. So um, and that all how that works as far as the glorification part of it is a different story in itself, but um, it's really awesome. But the sanctification, yes, man, we're constantly working that out. Uh, and then, you know, just what you were asking as far as somebody being called. Um, you going to say something? I, I was just going to say one of my favorite sanctification verses, John 3.30, you know, he must become greater, I must become less. I think it um, it's it's a simple verse, but it says so much, um, you know, yeah. about a, a humility. You know? Yeah, about you understanding that, you ain't all it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. backtrack real quick. Just one small thing. So either to the unbeliever who knows that they need to become a believer or a new believer. I feel like number one, you've got to you've got to understand that Christ has forgiven you. So you also have to forgive yourself. You cannot dwell on your sin yeah. and the person that you used to be. You gotta move on forward yeah. to get from that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, well, we, sure. could, we could go into a whole rabbit hole about forgiveness and yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's why I've clung to that verse, man. That new creation, new creation, new creation. Uh, yeah, I might have been a, an idiot um, who who loved to do this, this, and everything else before I was saved, but that's not who I am anymore. That's right. not my title. 
yeah, I was an enemy of God, but now I'm a son of God. So in, in the matter of seconds, I went from being one person in, in the eyes of God to being an enemy to a son. You know, it's like, it's incredible. And so if he views me that way, um, yeah, we're going to blow up and going to mess up, but I'm never not going to belong to him. I'm never not going to be his son. No matter what takes place, my son and my daughter will always be my son and daughter. Same goes for us. Right. And, and, and we love them. You know, even when we mess up, we, we may have to discipline our children, but you still love we them. still love them. Yeah. And so the Lord, Lord loves his, his, his children. And so you have to constantly think about that, the way that he views you. And I try to do that often. All right, I... He still views me. I can blow it tomorrow and have a trash day where it is it is like I completely screw up and mess up and and catch myself in and stuff I mean, doing something that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, and it's possible, but in the eyes of God, I'm still his son. He still loves me. He yeah. still cares for me. He's like we have this view because uh, we screw up so much that God. God hates us and he loves us. He hates us and he loves us. He hates us. It's not it. You know, like if you view, if you could try to view yourself the way that he views you, you know, then you, um, it's hard to do because, I mean, the way he loves us is way more than we love ourselves. Yeah. But um, just understanding this, you know, this new creation that you are now because of what Jesus has done is important. I think, <clears throat> I think too, as far as like being a new believer or uh, like you said, somebody that, wasn't a believer but knew they should have been a believer and you got to get in the community and like you got to get in the church and you got to get yeah it's accountability you, yeah you got to jump like like yeah, you got to jump in and you got to get to know the people that are with the church and and spend time with them and that way they can they can you know feed into you get bit by that bug yes understand that no sin is too great right a lot of right. people think that god won't take me because of what i've done or what i was or whatever it, it doesn't matter I, man, it's it's crazy, and I like you try to explain to some people, um, and you, you know you're planting a seed. Um, the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. Um, as long as somebody hears the gospel, and and you like I said, you plant that seed, um, you know, it's just a matter of time. You can't, like I said, it's not. It's probably not going to happen right then, and it might not be that person. It might be the person next to you that hears it um, to make that seed sprout. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, Dustin, uh, 11 years, congratulations. Um, I know we all um, love you. We all um, cherish your friendship. And, you know, we, we are very hard on each other. Um, but it's all out of love. We all we all joke. Um, so yeah, if we, we didn't make fun of each other, yeah, that means yeah, we wouldn't yeah. like each other, you so, know. Yeah, I'm going to answer the last question. I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to talk that long. But what would you do if you are called in, if you feeling like that you're yes, maybe yes, called yes, into yes, that? Yes, yes that um that that position yeah or anything whatever it may be um the, the one of the greatest things that a man ever told me you know is that um don't don't do don't don't not serve god because you don't feel like you're qualified to do what he's calling you to do um you ain't called to sit yeah yeah you're not uh, ever so the lord's never done that the lord has never saved any person that he is your your spiritual gift is to sit on your tail in a pew or a chair and not do anything for the Lord. We're what he's done for us. He deserves so much. Yeah. We're not saved by our works, but that's a byproduct of our salvation because of all that God's done for us. We want to do whatever we got to do for him because he deserves that because of what he's done for us. So I don't think people get salvation and what all has been done or they would do more for him. 
But if you just feel like you are, um, are, are called into something, I don't know what that may be. I don't know what your spiritual gift may be. But when, when you hear people like, I've been praying and I've been studying and I really just have a desire to, to do what, blah, 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 blah. And, and you see a need and you think that you might have a gift, but you don't think you have what it takes, you do. Um, we talked about that passage, I think even last week in, in Timothy, uh, well, second Timothy 1, 7, not, the Lord has not given you a, a spirit of, of fear and timidity. So the Lord has not given you a, that, that fearfulness that's not coming from the Lord. What comes from him is, is um, power, love, and self-discipline. So he's given you the ability to do it because now you have the Spirit of God that indwells in you, so you have what it takes now. You used to not, probably, and so you're thinking who you, who you were before Christ. You're thinking about who you were before the Spirit took up residence in your life, so that like you now have the ability to do it. So don't not do something because you don't think you have what it takes. Um, I didn't believe that I was knowledgeable enough to do what I should have been, you know, to, to preach. Um, but the Lord used me, and and He's always been faithful. I had a conversation with Fallon earlier. I was like, I have I've been so busy this week. I haven't had the time, and I've been doing spiritual things, like I've been doing things for the church, for the Lord. But my time, me sitting down studying for what we're going to go through Sunday. Um, hasn't been what I wanted it to be, what it usually is. But I promise you, Sunday comes around, and the Lord is faithful. I will preach Sunday, and I will preach the Bible like I'm supposed to, and the Lord's always faithful. He's always, 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 always been faithful. Um, I've had times where I've had to speak in places that I didn't feel like I had any business speaking at because I didn't didn't think I had what it took or whatever it may be. And the Lord has always been good through all of that, giving me the knowledge that I needed, the, the ability, the, the, uh, all the resources, everything that I need. The Lord, do, you know, he, he, he does it. Some weeks, man, I will be, I'll, I'll be fighting because i got so much stuff going on and, uh, you know, having, dealing, talking with people and hanging out, you know, doing stuff or whatever, and, and then I don't spend the time. I, I'm, I'm trying to study. I'm trying to get all my stuff together. And then and then Sunday rolls around, and I preach, and at the end of it, you know, the Lord usually really uses it because his word not turned void, and there'll be stuff in there that I didn't even have in my notes that the Lord's, you know, that the Lord really uses in people's lives. And, you know, just the heading from last week when we shared stuff on our Facebook, social media, that was nothing, you know, that stuff's nothing, sometimes nothing that, that goes with the sermon that I even had in there. To, the Lord's just faithful. So do what you believe the Lord has for you because he's faithful he will help you he'll give you the strength he'll give you the he'll put the people in your life as soon as i said yes lord i'm going to do what i believe that you want me to do um i i I like people i talk to people i had ability to teach that i didn't even really know i had and i and i i had the ability to communicate things to people my whole life but I, I, I but i didn't I didn't know that I could be used in the area that the Lord has used me in. And when I decided, you know, I, I knew there was a need and I knew that the Lord gifted me in an area that I could be used, since then, there's never been a time where I believe that I, that God didn't see something through or didn't help me and give me the strength and the, the, the wisdom and the ability to do what it is that he had me to, um, you know, had put before me. Because 
that's what he does. He 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 helps us, you know. So do it. If it's something a need that you see, you think you have the ability and you have the talent, but you don't feel like you have the um, the the maybe the the ability, the knowledge, or you don't think maybe you are ha- or have what it takes, or you're worthy of doing that. Shut up and do it, because the Lord will be faithful. He'll help you. You know that's just factual. I know that He will. He's never left me stranded saying, "Oh, I'm an idiot." You know, if I now have I ever bombed a sermon? Yeah. Why? Because I probably was relying on myself and not the Lord. You know, but but He was there with me. His word will not return void. He still uses it, you know. But, but yeah, man, he's good. So, how many times though have you bombed a sermon and then somebody comes up and be like, "That is the best thing I've ever heard." More times <laughs> than I can ever imagine. Like I can't tell you how many times then, that I left and I was like, I laid an egg there, and then. Uh, but there's been many times where I thought that I like, man, this is going to be awesome, and then you know you're like, you, you don't really see the Lord. I mean, the Lord does the stuff through that, but. It's it's just really cool how God constantly reminds me that it's Him. Um, I'm a vessel, and my job is to pray and study, and and make sure that I'm giving the people the right content that they need. And one of my biggest prayers is to God allow me prayed it earlier to communicate you know His Word well. But my prayer is that exactly what the Scriptures say in the exact way that the people need it. Um, because that's what we, in, in last week, we went through all that. We went through 30 commands last week in Romans, you know, and then I was like, I was thinking through at the very end of 12, and everybody's like, well, that man, that, that, that was written. I think you wrote that sermon for me. I'm like, well, we, really, it's 30 commands for the believer. So every single person that got dealt with, including me, and I've been dealing with that that passage all all week, but, but yeah, many a times for sure. I, I ain't going to. I ain't going to try to keep tooting your horn here, but um, I will say that you do have a wonderful way of, of breaking it down. I don't think yeah. if, if um, you make it, you make a word people can understand. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's you what make I'm it simple say. people like for, us, for old country relatable, folk like us. Relatable. That's, relatable. that's the thing, man. That's what, that's what I struggle with the most because I didn't feel like I fit the mold. And you know, that's what, that's how a lot of us are. We'll, 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 we'll let the, the enemy, you know, wear us out that I got, you know, you, 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 per, you, you and your flesh thinking, I don't have what it takes, but the Lord's not calling you to be anybody other than yourself. If I lose my personality and, and behind the pulpit, if I lose my personality as a pastor and I just try to become something that I'm not, I will never be able to do what the Lord has me to do the way that he wants me to do it. I can reach a certain group of people. Y'all can reach a certain group of people. The Lord's not calling you to be anything other than what you are. You know, obviously he wants you to be studied and, and, and be in prayer, but he's not calling you to be some special person. I'm, I'm me, you know, and I'm okay with people thinking that he's an old country bumpkin. He ain't qualified. I don't care. Say whatever. It doesn't matter. The Lord is using me. You know, I have had people come to church that I know they think that they're way smarter than me. Like they know way more than I know, and they should be up there. But whatever, that's fine if they think that. I'm gonna keep on doing what I know the Lord's given me to do because the Lord gave me to give me the opportunity to do it. I don't know. There's a billions of people in the world, and the Lord has chose me to preach at that church. Well, there's billions of people in the world, and the Lord has chose you to work where you're working. He didn't choose me to work there. I don't have. I don't. I don't have the influence that y'all have. I have an influence there. 
on a different type of platform, but it doesn't mean that my job, just think about the guy that led me to the Lord. Think about him for a moment. I was thinking about him earlier. I was praying for him when I was praying, you know, about just thanking God for what this day meant. Um, he had no idea that what would take place from him being a farmer who shared the gospel to a plumber. He didn't know what was going to take place from there. So just, man, be faithful with what the Lord's given you and understand that he's given you the strength and the ability to do far more than you could ever do on your own, you know, and yeah. just, you know, and, and so the, the, the reason why I'm able to do, I just don't, not trying to be anything other the, my pastor now tells me that don't ever try to be anybody that you're not, you are the, why, why people love you is because you're you same reason why people love you, Trey and Russell and Luke and, you know, Turner, all of, they love you because you're you, they're not wanting you to be somebody else when they're, when they're around you. You know, if you have a, if you have like, um, uh, influence in their life, you have influence in their life. What they, what, they want, what they want from you. They don't want, they already love you. They already like you. Just be you and then teach them the Bible. Well, you want to talk about fitting the mold. Here's a point for you. So the New Testament, as far as looking at it from a point of view from society, Jesus didn't fit the mold. Yeah. John the Baptist didn't fit their mold. The apostles didn't fit their mold. Yeah. I mean, you, he uses everybody and anybody how he wants to. Yeah, and Jesus didn't, you know, obviously Jesus was the, bunch of underdogs man. The, the one yeah. that they did not want yeah um so they thought they did until they he got to talking about dying and an eternal king and all this and he's like oh, they didn't know about that and they didn't want him anymore you know he wasn't he didn't wasn't from the right place and all that whatever so i bring up the um i bring up the puzzle piece um analogy a lot where you know when you're doing things and going about it um and and then you're part of god's will those puzzle pieces aren't so hard to put together um, if it like like Dustin said, if it's supposed to happen, um, it's it's and it's God's will. He's going to be faithful. He's going to make sure that that happens. Um, and I think it's um, the more um, as you're you know going through that that sanctification process um, and 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 being more like Christ and studying and learning and seeing and um, the, the the little things are more convicting than they used to be. Yep. Um, it's those you you'll see you start to see it um and it's you know where i'm at sitting here in dadgum gilt edge tennessee um who i would have never thought i would have been here a few years ago um and it literally just started with um a crappie trip that you didn't even know dustin of exactly a little (laughs) conviction and a message on facebook um, is, 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 has led me to hear, um, Luke Mice, I would have never thought that, um, you and I, you know, we may have crossed paths. We live in, you know, small small town, town. Tennessee. Um, but I never would have thought we've had more of a relationship that we do now. Turner, you're from Selmer, Tennessee. Um, who would have thought that those, you know, puzzle pieces would have connected and, and, and been the perfect fit. Um, so you don't ever know, like you just got to, you know, when, when things, like Dustin said, when those things start happening, um, you just take it and, and you put God at the front and let him pilot the vessel, um, and he's going to get you where you need to go. Trust that's, God. That's, Be that's faithful. Like, that's like I was I was talking to my supervisor. Of course, we was on the way home today, and and I was telling him, you know, and, but I was also thinking to myself, like, eight months ago, maybe, last June, 
I got basically got saved last June and baptized and all that. I would have never thought eight months later I'd be sitting here doing a podcast. Yeah. For one, I wouldn't be helping lead men's group. Dude, you got and you then, have that rapid growth. And yeah. then, but then, like <laughs> well, I was, God, yeah, man. but then you was talking about being where you're supposed to be. And I was like, man, you know, there's a reason that, that we're working where we're working. It's a reason that we're there. Yes, we, we may not know that yet and know what that reason is, but there may be trials while we're there and, and whatever else, but there's a reason there. Whenever that reason's fulfilled, there'll probably be another chapter come along. Yep. We're going to talk you know? about that a little bit today. Um, I don't know how far we'll make it in Philippians. Yeah, but. we're we're at fifty two minutes here. <laughs> so, all right, you're finna, yeah. you're finna click, you're fixing to jump us in. You done? You finna jump into this thing? Yeah. So, going off of that, I, I'm I, you made, you made me draw a blank there for a second. Um, here we go. Our life, um, like I said, we're going to talk about this. Our life, no matter what the situation in, is our ministry. You're not, you know, just because you're not sitting in, you know, on the pulpit on Sunday, um, that doesn't mean you're not preaching the word of God, right? Yeah, very good point. It's not a pastor movement, man. No, it's, it's not. And it's, it shouldn't be. If you understand the scriptures rightly, it, you're coming there to get get taught the Bible wh- uh, rightly so you can I, you can make more I'm not I'm there. You know, I get well, there's a few hundred people there coming to church, right? And then I preach and then the people that come imagine the impact that them people make if they were to go out and do something yeah. with it. Yeah. So it's made it where it's all about the church. Yeah. Just come to church, listen to my preacher. You talk to somebody, oh, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. You need to come to church with me Sunday. No. You are the the, the voice of no, God son. there. Yeah. <laughs> that goes back to what you just said about, you know, everybody has their own people that they can talk to and yeah. they can bring. It's the same same thing. Yeah. Lay it on them thicker if, than if a you're, peanut if butter. If your ministry <laughs> if your ministry stops at the door, there's a problem. Yep. Um, whenever uh, I took the job where I'm at now, um, before I left, it, the question that you may have been you asked me, Dustin, um, do people know where you stand at that? You know, are you leaving? Does everyone know? Has everyone heard? Um, was that you? Or was no, it I'm Dustin? just agreeing with you. Okay. Yeah. You know, does everybody know where you stand as far as um, being with Christ? And uh, the, the answer was yes. And it was like, Okay, you know, it, you should have peace of leaving, you know. Yeah, and and so now my job is I get I literally meet new people all day every day and I try my darndest to make sure even if it's just a few seconds of, you know, saying something, doing something, you know, that is part of my ministry now. Seeing somebody as you're backing into the 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 lake if you're going crappie fishing, um, you know, old man asked you to hold his boat for him while he parks his truck that might be that might be a seed to get planted constantly Um, looking for them opportunities yeah so um that's a big thing for me i pray god all the time reveal those opportunities to me because yeah you know after the fact it just digs into me yeah two verses before we get to where we need to go go ahead second corinthians 5 17 you're a new creation in christ jesus your old life's gone the new has come the next verse that you need to know and memorize is Ephesians 3.20. For he can do far more than you could ever imagine, pray, or think. So abundantly more. So he can do more than you could ever imagine. And I believe that it's with your life as well. So you're a new creation. 
and he's able to do far more prayer than you can pray about or even think about. So what was that second one you said? Ephesians 3.20. First one again? Second uh, <laughs> Corinthians 5.17. Well, and I, mean, I just paraphrased some of that. I think it's for, for he is able to do far more abundantly than you can ever imagine, pray we'll, or think. We'll, like we'll, that. But we'll forgive you. Yeah, no it's all right. Yeah. Um, you know, you get, the, you, get the, you get the gist. All right, Philippians 1. Yep. Verse... We're going to start in 19. 19, and you want to stop at 26? Man, uh, we're going to... Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Um, I, I, everybody that's listening, I would ask um, that you really um, pay attention to, to what's being said and go back and read it. And that's something that, um, as Dustin and I were talking about, what we were going to um, be going over, he said, listen and then do it again and then listen some more. And he, he was 100% right. The more you listen... And, and and see these words, um, the more it's going to stick out to you. Yeah, scripture comes to life, man. As you continue to continue and continue to to to, to read it, it kind of begins to. You see stuff every single time that you didn't see when people are like, "Well, I read the Bible. Yep. I read the Bible once." Well, if you read it ten thousand times, every time you will hear new things, see new things, hear new things. So, um, which one do y'all want to? Want to read? I think I think that long black train over there. Man, should, come on, should put it on there. Yeah, we going through twenty six. Read uh, through twenty six or twenty two. Just uh, just go through twenty six, and if we get there, we get there. If we don't, okay, then we don't. Let's see Philippians one nineteen through twenty six. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it, is e- as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor, labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. What version you got right there? It is ESV. Okay. As we go through this... um, I'll I'll read some of mine if we get to a spot. Um, I have an NLT, so it just words things a little differently. Um, everybody has their different Bibles, different yeah, different thoughts. All right, man, y'all y'all roll with this today. Y'all y'all got it, man. Uh, well, I, mean, I can kind of if you want me to set it up a little bit. If you look when you started reading, um, if you look in your title there, it says to live as Christ. So 18, we finished up when he said that last week, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. And then he started, yes, and I will rejoice. So he starts again, but it kind of attaches that to 19 a little bit there. So it would be like 18B. Um, So do you think he was rejoicing? I think Uh, he's continuing his rejoicing. (laughs) (laughs) While he's in in prison still, you know, rejoicing of of what's what's going on there. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, so mine NLT uh, for I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my 
um, deliverance. So, um, it like you said, it's 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 rejoiced. And through this whole passage, um, a lot of it, whenever I was reading it, I'm like, oh, Paul's talking to himself in his head, or um, you know, talking to himself out loud, and you know, thinking out loud kind of deal. Um, but it's always encouraging. It doesn't doesn't matter um, the whole um, situation. Paul's happy. Like he he knows where he stands, and and um, we'll look into it in a little bit here later. Um, Paul's not Paul's not not scared of 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 what's fixing to happen because either way he gonna he gonna do him and he gonna uh, proclaim the name of the Lord. Yeah. It's important that you also see here in this first, you know, first bit on 19 says, for I know that through your prayers. So prayers. Yeah. He's bringing up the importance of prayer and he's relying and the help of the spirit. So look, with the help of the spirit and through your prayers, I'm, I'm, uh, this is going to turn out for my deliverance either way. Yeah. So, and he's not talking about deliverance as far as being saved because he's in Christ. We obviously you know, know that, but it's the import. He's he's knowing the importance of the spirit, which is really cool because we've just been talking about this as we've been going through what we were just talking about: the importance of prayer and the importance of the spirit indwelling in you and and using it. So he's talking about the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, meaning um, the the power of the Holy Spirit um, in him. You know, and and it's going to help him there. I think in the in the in he's talking about deliverance there at the end. It could have two two meanings to that deliverance that he could be talking about. It could be him getting out of prison, or the deliverance of him dying and being out of the earthly body. He right, said yeah. he's he, right. he, he says it, you know, here <laughs> yeah. in a little bit when he gets because the main chunk of that, you know, like we let's not skip over this r- real quick and get to the. Um, you know the the what we would call the, the meat and taters. The, meat. The, the, well, this it all is, but yeah. there's some you know there's some big monumental verses here that that you see that people have quoted before and that you have read, and there's some verses in here that 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 are awesome um, for for a believer. It makes you, know. you it makes you sit back and think. Like yeah. it makes it's, it makes you be like, oh, man, yeah. It's his situation, regardless of the outcome, is gonna be his ministry. As Trey likes to say, like these verses are busting, man. Yeah, yeah, slap. they good. They slap. <laughs> so he was, he was, uh, he was definitely um, bringing some um, highlight and importance of prayer, and and believing that, you know. For I know your prayers in the Spirit. Look, it's gonna, it's gonna turn out for my deliverance. Um, and he says there, as he continues, it's my eager expectation, expectation and hope that I will. Uh, not be ashamed, not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage now always Christ will be honored in my body. So again, what you were saying that he is, um, he's looking for an opportunity. Yeah, that he knows that's what's going to take place. He also knows. I think he also knows that God's in full control of the situation. Yeah, through prayer, prayer and all that. Yeah, he he knows that God's and he's trusting in that, and he and he is also saying that. He um, is going to have a fearless and outspoken witness for Christ no matter the, the situation, no matter the outcome, whatever may take place with if he gets out of there or if he stays in, whether whatever takes place, whether he's freed or put to death, his 
ambition, his heart was that Christ is going to be magnified and exalted in his body. I love um, on on 21 coming up, like it's just like it doesn't matter. Like it says, for me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. I love that in 21 because it's, you know, if I'm here, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to proclaim. But, but then selfishly, it's like dying's better because, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it to glory. Um, and I mean, you, like I said, this is where um, I said it was like Paul was talking out loud because he does kind of backtrack, like, eh, you know, here just going on. Um, but it's like, it just shows that it, no, like I said, no matter um, what the situation is, he's going to use that as an opportunity as his ministry, um, which is something I think we all fall short on every day. Um, whether, you know, you're sitting at the gas pump, um, person next to you is having a, a tough time. Um, you might just reach over and say, Hey, you know, I just want you to know, I, uh, I'd like to say a quick prayer for you and, you know, uh, hope you have a better day. God bless. Um, well, that might, you know, that might be that spark. So the opportunity is the ministry, right? Definitely. Yeah. I think, uh, the powerful wor- words here are, um, you know, there's no downside. Everything's going to be positive of what's going to happen is, you know, to live is to live is Christ to die is gain. So there's, there's no downside to that in his mind. So I think that's very powerful. Yeah, I think I think it shows really, you know, like while we're here on this earth, we're to proclaim, as we were just talking about, proclaim Christ and and do everything for Him and share His glory, show Him to others. But we know that we shouldn't fear death because that's the game. Yeah. Yep. What, what do you What do you think it means there when you think about that? Um, that Christ will be honored in my body. Because, um, I mean, you got to think of the way Paul writes things, it's him being magnified, right, in my body. Does your, is, does your translation say that? No. no. Uh, are, you, are you in 21? No. We haven't we got there. Well, I mean, we kind of jumped. In, but, but yeah, in 20, that says, to be on, will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. So, what. No, you know, no, no. Obviously, he is, what he's doing, what he's saying. Let's think about that for a minute. Um, does that mean that he is going to make Christ greater than he already is? No, he's already incredible. He's already great. He already is the great high priest, the, the, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. That's who he is. So when you are to um, think through that and look there, uh, being honored in in his body, what he is saying really is that he's going to be magnified by by everything that he does. You know, everything that he does is is, is bringing honor and 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 praise to him. Um, so by his his mouth, you know, by what he does when he when he's working or what he's doing with his hands when he's going out and as he's employed or whatever it may be. Um, everything that he is doing is magnifying him. So, but also he says by or by what death. So Christ can be magnified in our bodies by death, right? Too um, worn out in in service. That's commentary uh, that that I 
the reading here and looking through says Christ can also be magnified in our bodies by death, bodies worn out in his service, bodies pierced by savage spears, bodies torn by stones or burned at the stake. Like you, you are magnifying the Lord if you are, are dying for, for him as well, the way that you have lived your, you know, lived your life. And then he gets into that in 21. Um, I think, it, I think it also kind of shows no matter you should honor Christ, whether you're at your highest of highs, your lowest of lows, it, it should all, you should still honor Christ no matter what. Yep. You know, I mean, he's honoring him in prison, you know. Yeah. Yep. So to live with Christ and die as a gain, that's one of them big, huge mm-hmm. verses that we've heard our whole lives. You know, what what is, what does that mean? Not, you know, what we think of it, what does that actually, what does that mean? To, to live is Christ. I broke it down for my little, my simple-minded self. So I made it to live as Christ, to Christ is life. You know, that goes. Yeah. So, and I put giving him our eternal service, giving him our eternal service, uh, ser- serving Christ is life. Sorry, I missed my spot. Yeah. I, I, pour, I poured water all over my page a while ago, so. Yeah. Uh, so, so what did Paul care about? Was he all about the money? No, no, about no. the ministry. Was he all about God? That's it. You know, we got to. We need to think about. We we all need to think about that. Um, what is our, what is our life lived for? Um, when we are, you know, we, we we're gonna go to church. We're gonna do our, We're gonna do that. You know, that's part of who we are. We're gonna do our church thing. But is that what we are? Is that who we are? Is that does it stop there? I mean, this. I mean, he literally lived his life to. For me to live is Christ. Look, if I if I'm living, I'm living my life to glorify Him to the max. All that I'm about, all that I'm doing, what I'm I eat, breathe, sleep, nothing but Christ. I'm here to make Him known. I'm here to. To bring him glory, I'm here to preach the gospel. I'm here to to minister. I'm here to do what I'm called to do, no matter where I'm at, no matter where the situation. It, he didn't he didn't got to the point where he could care less. He knew that lo- the Lord was going to take care of him. And one of the the reason why he's a lot writing his letter is to thanking them for for the Philippians sending some money his way through you know through through someone coming that way to bring him money. And so now he had an offering you know that was given towards him. He was grateful. So everything he was about was Christ. Um, we can be the same way, hunting. You know, we can use hunting to glorify God. We can talk to people in the duck blind or while we're fishing or whatever. Same way with me racing personally. I, honestly, if if I cannot glorify God doing racing, I just, that's what I pray every time I get in the car. God, please put somebody in my path tonight. You know, let, you know, work through me through what I love to do. Yeah. I like, uh, I like getting people hemmed up in the boat because they ain't got no choice but to submit. Yeah, <laughs> sink or swim. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's so true, man. Just I mean, we need to. I don't want to jump to application, but just thinking through that for a minute. I mean, how important is that that we that we um, that we have that mindset? I am here. I exist. I mean, there's unfortunately there's going to be people that die and leave this world unconvinced of the gospel. And what they've done for however long they lived was take up air. Yep. 
breathe in there and blow it out and that that's really the extent of it their life will be forgotten um there will be no legacy there will be no i i, I pray and for you know for anybody really that's in christ for myself for sure that when i leave that the work of the god through me here um will will continue for generations and generations and generations and generations to come and you could do some math <clears throat> and look at paul but we're still talking about it in 2024, and we're talking AD 50 or 62, 60. 61, 62, something around in there. So um, you think he may, you, you, we can say, hey, this dude, he lived it. He, you know, his life was truly, was truly lived to honor the Lord so much so that we are we are still speaking about him and his faithfulness to the Lord almost 2000 years later. The goat that is from straight the up the OG. That's straight up. Well, we can call him not the goat. You Jesus know. was the goat. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's the, yeah, goat junior. Goat junior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I and my dad um does a really good way of painting this picture um but it's you talk about all the time, you can't take it with you when you go, you know, whatever. Um, Dad always says that he never wanted to be rich. He just always wanted to be able to take care of his family, and he did. I never went without anything. Um, but you, you, you can't. You can't take any of these worldly possessions with you when you go. But what you can take is some believers, you know, you plant the seed um, and make it grow that's what's going to be up there, not the, you know, not a new truck, not a new boat, whatever. Um, but other believers are going to be. So why don't we take the time um, to invest in um, other people like we do to invest in um, these things that do not make a difference? The time on this earth is, is so slim and so short when you even try to, open your mind up to the expectation and the um, reality of what eternity is it, it it like it makes me like it makes my stomach churn at, at how i actually spend my time you yep. know i think we let a lot of worldly things get in the way we let life in the fast lane get away yeah when it's, it's what, what was we talking about earlier with you know the you was running wide open all day today yeah, and then you had to make yourself sit down. So, I think we let that get in the way of us. I mean, we can use we try to use that as an excuse. Well, I was so busy today, I couldn't I couldn't do nothing. Yeah, you know. Yep. So from there, let's let's just be let's be real on this one for a minute. And to die is gain. Do we do we live with that mentality? Do we live with that mindset that if that, we. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I mean, you're good. Just thinking that way, um, to die is to be with Christ and to be with him forever, um, to, to, to be glorified, to not have sin, no more sin, to serve him, to have uh, no sin in your life no more, never a time where you're straying away and walking a different way, never a time where you're um, living a life that's disobedient, never a time where you're outside of his will, 
And we do not think with that mindset at all where we're to die is gain. Yeah. You know, amazing we're, so, we're so mind, we're so worldly minded or people, you know, everybody is, I'm not going to say every single person, but I mean, yeah, most people are, we, we do not think of, we don't think of death when we're thinking about us dying and us, us being with the Lord. We're not, we're not, th- I mean, I, yeah, I'm jealous when I, when I have to do a funeral and I know somebody is with the Lord, I'm like, man, yeah, they're with Jesus. Yeah. That, I was going to say, I think we think of it in a selfish way that the earthly worldly things aren't on our backs anymore. Um, but we don't get to decide when we leave this world. So it's important. Like I said, it's selfish not selfish, but it's a selfish mindset to say, yeah, that's way better because it is, but it's not our say, it's not our choice to to decide when that happens. So while we are here, we are to make the best of it and, and, and maximize our ministry. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I agree with Paul a hundred percent. Um, I wouldn't ever dis- disagree with Paul, but, um, I'm I, like Dustin said, like he's preaching a funeral. He's like, man, this guy's just like all his burden and yeah. everything gone. He's walking with the daggum Lord, and I'm stuck down here. In a, like what? Like you said, that gum Lord. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean it. Father, forgive him. I didn't mean it in a derogative, in the derogative way. Here he I, goes again. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> well, think of like <laughs> the. Like uh, the other day, Gina was there and she was talking about her dad and stuff. She was like, he said, he said, I'm just ready to go be with the Lord. And she said, well, he ain't ready for you yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so check, I mean, so the way that we see things nowadays, to live is earthly gain and to die would be the end of gain where we can't no longer get what we're trying to get and get, you know, and live no longer. And now we die. It's like, Oh man. Like when you, like you see somebody who that was a life that was, you know, cut too short. And, mm-hmm. you know, we say that, but I mean, it's, yeah. is it, I mean, the Lord, Lord, the Lord allowed that to, to take place at that time. You know, just think how we view our view the world. And, um, I'm not saying we run around saying, I want to die. But no. look, yeah, if he's going, what, what he's saying is, if I'm going to live, I'm living for Christ, and if I'm dying, hey, good, awesome, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to be with the Lord. I ain't got to deal with none of this stuff no more. I'm going to be prison no more. I'm yeah. being be with Him. So, it's, I mean, that's that's a that's a good way for us to kind of kind of think through things, what, what, the way that we um, that we live, and just really question our life, our lifestyle, and you know, not that you can't have things or whatever. The Lord knows, I. I mean, we're all somewhat materialistic in some sort of ways, you know, to to, ha- to, to want to have things. Nothing wrong yeah. with having nice things, but if that's what you're focused on all yeah. the time and that's what you're living for, then you got it wrong. Yeah, and that that was kind of where I was starting with my point about um, how my dad would explain this and then paint that picture to, to where it made sense. Nothing wrong with having things, it's okay to have things, but it's not your mission. That's not your goal, right? Yep. So, um, and I love, I love when he's he goes from there. Look, if I'm to live in this flesh, if he's living in the flesh, if he's going to be alive and he's living, 
That means fruitful labor for me, uh, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. So we got on that. <laughs> like I said, I love it. Uh, it's Paul's ADHD at his best. He's back and forth. He's trying to decide, you know, he's weighing his options. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's got, you know, uh, what's that balance thing called, the scales? Yeah, just the yeah. scale. I mean, he's obviously, he is going back to that, but he's painting a picture of who he's about and where his heart lies, you know. I mean, he's he's saying that if he's going to be here, he's going to spread the seed. Yeah, he's torn between he's, which one's yeah, better. Yeah, right. But if but he knows that his job here is to is to spread, yeah, spread Jesus Christ to everybody that he can. Yeah, uh, he gets it, no doubt, one hundred percent. The Paul, Paul understands what his if I'm going to live, if I'm in this flesh and I'm living, you know what that means? That's going to mean that I'm fixing to be fruitful and I'm going to be fruitful at what I'm doing. I'm living my life to glorify God, period, exclamation point, exclamation point, this is what I'm doing. If I'm going to die, I'm just going to be much greater. But if I'm living, I'm living because I know that God has has put me here to do what I'm doing and to bring him glory. I'm living. It's going to be fruitful labor. I mean, that's that's pretty cool, yeah. you know, to think about that. It, and just think about that for yourself for yeah, just a moment. It, can you say that? That's what I was fixing to ask. I mean, as Christians, can we can we say that we're bearing fruit for the kingdom and we're spreading seeds? Yeah. yeah. I mean, can we say that we're that's our main goal in life or is our main goal to go to work, make money, and come home, you know? Success being your main goal. Yeah. yeah. This Hunt, is yeah. right here. When I was reading this, like probably the second or third time looking through it, I also was reminded of who Paul was prior to this whole situation. He was the worst of the worst. So that's God using the most unlikely, the underdog, um, whatever you want to call it, um, to be a, one of the greatest tools, right? You know, writing um, a large portion um, of the New Testament. One of the greatest stories of sanctification also. Yeah. Yeah, well, he wanted to, his his difficulty there when he was talking about being kind of hard to choose. It really wasn't up to him. He knew that. But yeah, yeah. What, what would I do? If I'm going to be here, I'm fixing to be able to, uh, uh, he's in prison, and he is, he's, he's. you would think, well, I'm just I'm ready to go. Just get me out of here. But he was like, I know if I'm living, I'm, it's fruitful labor for me, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to continue to advance the kingdom while I'm living here. So if if the Lord is going to keep me here, then I'm going to continue to serve him. Um, and he was very attached to that. He, he loved that. He loved being able to hear about what God was doing in other churches and and, and through other people. And he that's that's what he, he, he to live with Christ. And that's that is very true for us as people. When you get to watch God do great things and you're a part of that, not mm -hmm. that you're responsible for yeah, all of right. it. But you're getting to see it. You don't want to ever. It's something. It's a. It is something that no drug in the world could yep. ever could ever give you. No, there's no, no more better fulfillment than that. To know that you are living your life to please the Lord. Um, you can get puffed up and prideful about it, or you can say, "This is this, God's yeah. allowing me to do this." And I'm. And are you? You don't want to be. You're not torn because you want to be. Uh, you're, you're bragging about it or prideful about it, but you're, it's something that you just can't get enough of. Yeah. It'll make your head spin. Yeah. It's oh, mark it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my note, you know, I was telling you that 
Paul's like talking to himself right here. It is what I was thinking. I said, uh, he's weighing his options and trying to decide uh, what the best thing to do is. But it's, it's that it's, I think it's the relatable with the ADHD, like, you know, talking to himself, thinking out loud. Well, you know, if I do this, I'll do that. And then you think this way, like, well, but if I, this happens, I get to do this. So he's maximizing his ministry regardless. Yep. And he does, and he's torn between the two. He knows either way it goes. Hey, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm better off here, but I know because he's fixing to get into, you know, to, to that too. Um, that's, that's the, that's the first two words of verse 23 on mine, on the NLT. I'm torn between two desires. Yeah. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. Yep. But to remain in the flesh. He stays. But, but he, it says, he mine stay. says, but for your sakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for your sakes. There he goes with that but again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think, I mean, this, this right here, man, should make a believer really st- to, 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 to think through this and to understand it in its right the right setting and to understand where he's at and what he's going through, what he's dealing with, the way he's thinking. And we know who, how, how, how incredible of a Christian he is. Um, it, it really makes you not to, I mean, I, well, I guess you say compare it to, if you, if you look at Paul through his writings, he says, mimic me while I mimic Christ. So he didn't tell them actually to mimic Christ. He says, mimic me. Cause he knows he's trying to mimic Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the thing is here that we that we can can see he's hard pressed, meaning that he he is like if he had to choose between the two, he didn't really know. He he man, he would long he longs to be with the Father, but it's better for you. And and I think that any person that truly understands what their job is on the in, on this earth, it, it has that mindset. I long to die. I want to go be with the Lord. It's selfish almost because I don't want to leave my I, I, I don't want to leave my kids, but and my wife, um, and leave and, and have to worry. I'm not going to be worried about them when I'm with the Lord. But the thing is, I, yeah, I'm 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 ready to go. Yeah, uh, I'm ready to be with the Lord for sure. But I know without a doubt that you got more work to be done. Yeah, yeah. but here's the question: Can everybody say this? I'm not saying I, I got the right to say it, but, I mean, I feel like the Lord used all of us here, you know, everybody that's here, and any person that is a true Bible-believing, actual understands the Bible and the Scriptures rightly should, should know that there is no such thing as a Christian that does not bear fruit. You must bear fruit. It, you know, it, you, you abide in me, and I and you, you'll bear much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, then the Scriptures also say you'll know them by their fruit. So those who are producing fruit in their life are those who have been trained by, by Jesus. Yep. And so let's just think about this for a moment. He is hard-pressed saying, I want to be with God because I know that I am... That it's better, but but really it's better for you that I stay. Yeah. How many people could be plucked out of this world right now, quote unquote Christians, Mm -hmm. and the world never change, ever change? Yeah. This is a my notes I made on this. um, All of it has like just been drilling me in the head. Um, But I was thinking it got me to thinking. Who heard the gospel in my line of ancestry for the first time 
that got me to hear it. Who did my, who, I heard it from my parents. Who did my parents hear it from? Who did their parents hear it from? Where does this, where did this line begin? Because I grew up in church. My dad grew up in church. My mother grew up in church. Where did this line begin? And it's no short or no, like there, it's nothing shy of this is 100% been God's plan the whole time from whoever that was in my family tree, that the line to hear the word for what has happened to happen um, and me have the opportunity and the responsibility um, to, to be able to do what I do um, because I'm thankful for it. But where like it 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 really like works my mind on where this began um because um it's it's all been a part of the plan um for my sake you know that's where i was going with that it's it's verse 24 the first four words for my sake um all this has happened yeah yeah, it's going to be awesome when we get to glory and get to find the lineage of who shared the gospel, who shared the gospel, who shared the gospel. It could have been Paul. It's crazy. It, I, you know, I was thinking that. Somebody else, I was like, know? wonder, which I'm, you know, yeah. supposed to be from Ireland or whatever, but how did, who, you know, who heard the gospel in Ireland where my family's from originally and got it all the way to West Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, also, you think. Well, for me, it's probably Peter because I, I say a lot of stuff I shouldn't say, and <laughs> you know, like I was going like to say Thomas, probably, you're doubting, probably, Thomas. <laughs> doubting Thomas, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, I think that we will know these things. It'll be really awesome to be able to 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 get to glory and 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 have a when we have a, the eternity to figure all that out. Oh man, you shared the gospel with so and so, and then they shared like and, and then connect all them. That this your spiritual family tree, you yeah. know, would be really Boy, really I'd, cool. Woo. Get me all giddy over here. Yeah, but hey, on the on the the difficult side of that, um, there uh, again, there will be people that, and, and like I said, I, I'm 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 not sure where they really stand with the Lord if they're really in Christ or not, because those who are are a part of of God, you know, those who are in Christ bear fruit. Bear fruit. So, yeah. um, the, and, and again. I mean, how many people do we? I'm not saying we're going around judging people, but just in reality, there's there's people that have lived their whole entire life and made no difference at all um, for for the kingdom. And I don't want to be super rigid there and say that, but it's something that you need to think about. Yeah, like, I don't I don't think we have. Um, obviously, we don't have the you know we don't see somebody um, f- from the time they're born to the time they die. Most of the time, we don't see that. So we don't know um, a lot of times just, I guess, trying to see the brighter side of this picture. You know, you like you, Dustin said, we can't judge people on this because um, there might have been an opportunity where they did, you know, share the gospel with somebody and, you know, was bore fruit um, to, 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 to spread the message um, and, and be a part of that. Um, so... Yeah, there. Un- like Dustin said, absolutely. Un- unfortunately, there are people um, who who have gone that route. Um, but at the same time, I I don't think um, we should. You know, you shouldn't put a a picture of somebody in your mind and think, well, I don't, you know, I ain't sure about them because judge them. They're just a pew sitter, whatever you want to say. 
The curious question to me is, is like me and you both have had a very similar testimony. Both, both young or saved young, both had times in our life where we were backslidden. We've realized that God, you know, stayed after us and we've come back to the Lord. But then there are those people that who, who are saved, as I said, just a curious question. They're saved, but where's, where's the fruit? They may be 50, 60, 70 years old, but where's the fruit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I man. I think sometimes they hit that backslide and don't ever, don't ever slide head first. You know I what know. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord knows, but my 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 thought on that, yeah, we don't run around telling everybody you're lost, but you know we we can we can obviously pray for them. Yeah, look pray at it and say, hey, they, you know these these people, we don't they don't get it. You know they haven't they haven't grasped it for sure. But um, going on from there, we can try to wrap this thing up. Possibly, he says he's convinced. I'm convinced of this. So obviously he knows. All right, I'm st- I'm still here and I'm living. They ain't killed me yet. Yeah, I'm here. It ain't too long from now until they do. But I'm convinced of this. I know that I'll remain and continue with you for your progress and joy in the faith. So I'm gonna be here, and I'm gonna if I because I'm living, I'm living for Christ, and I'm gonna live, and my life is gonna mean something. And because of me living, you will be able to grow. And you will have joy in the faith because of my existence. Can yeah. we say that as a believer? Right. We need to exam- think about ourselves and think about that for a moment. I'm going to jump to application. But in reality, when you're reading this stuff and you're thinking, you're trying to have a, a mindset of you're reading this with a, you know, this is this is really the way that he is, I guess, his, his posture or the way that he is talking, the way that he is, he is writing this with his his mindset behind this, thinking through this. Like, man, um, this dude's radical. Like, yeah. he he knows that he's, and we should be able to say that, man. We should be able to say, look, if I'm going to live this life, if I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to live and I'm going to continue to live and I'm going to go out live live my life out, I am living my life to glorify God. And because of the what because of what God has done in me, I know that others will be changed because of my relationship with the Lord. People are going to grow because of me. People are going to have joy in their faith because of my life. That's yeah. what he's saying. I'm, I'm convinced I'm staying here. And so I, now that I'm staying here, I'm in prison. I don't care, whatever. I'm going to have joy while I'm here because I'm able to, all these people were talking about him. Why is in prison? Because of the work that he was doing there in that. And so just, you know, examining your life there and thinking through that, uh, we're going to be able to, can we say that, you know, but it should be encouraging as well to know we can make a difference. That's our job. We need to be living constantly trying to make sure that others are progressing in our homes, at our jobs, at the church, wherever it is that the Lord's put us. Yeah. Last, um, last note. So go ahead, Trey. Oh, uh, I was just going to say that, you know, knowing this, I am convinced. So um, look, Paul knows, like he said, He's maxim. He's going to maximize his ministry. He thinks that you know he's he's probably life might be ending soon, but while he's here, he's still going to maximize his ministry. He's still going to. And we talked about uh, him giving the prison guards an earful. Um, so I think it's just another point to take away of no matter the situation, we don't know when our cards getting pulled until that time let's make the best of it right like let's let's bear the fruit yep last note that i wrote 
He will remain with them to help them learn and become closer to the Lord in knowledge and joy. And as we talked about, what, last week, about being joyful, helping your brothers in Christ out is exactly what he's doing. So he keeps on preaching the same things of rejoicing, being joyful, doing God's will, helping your brothers out. Yep. You lean against oh, yeah. me, I lean against you. That way we ain't got a secret ahead. That's right. That's that's gonna be your that's gonna be your go to tagline. That's three weeks in a row, Trey. Yeah. I like it. You're gonna put that on a t shirt. It's yeah. gonna be on my tombstone. Promise me. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me. Yeah. I, I, I Let probably. me have something to say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody else's tombstone be backed up to mine. Yeah. All right, so uh, finishing that up, 26, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. It's a it's a it's a good flex uh, for Paul because a good uh, what flex? What does that mean, Trey? Like he's you know you know what flex means. I mean, right? I know what flexing I mean, is, but some, what, no, some, for real, some of our listeners so it, may not, <laughs> or or me. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a good way to for Paul to show what he's done and and that he has done it. Um, like you were saying earlier, you know. You're gonna know by the by the fruit that they bear that that what what work has been done. So um, you have you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because what He is doing through me, me in your situation being you, um, your ministry, your out and abouts every day, maximizing your your ministry like I like I keep saying, um, you know that's a not that you should, um, I guess, be self-conceited about it because it is for the glory of God, and it's only through God that we're able to do these things. But, it, you know, we were talking about um, you getting hyped up because of you're on that, um, that spiritual high um, that no other drug or alcohol can match because um, it's only the work of, of God through these things to be attained. Yeah. So, yeah. what'd you got there, Luke? You got something? I was gonna say, you know, he's 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 showing that he's living a service-driven life, and that because of God's grace, I mean, he says, because of my coming to you again, because of God's grace, he's going to be able to see them again. Well, so that's what he's, you know, that's what he's saying through through his life being spared for longer life and service. The Philippians would have, you know, added, they would be able to rejoice. They would be able to rejoice because of that, knowing that he's living a little bit longer. Um, they have a reason to, to glory. They have a reason to rejoice because because of that. So, um, why are you here? What is your purpose? Right. Yep. Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? And where are you going? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> anybody got anything else for <laughs> there? I, I really enjoy uh, going through this. I, th I think this was a really good little session. Um, it's therapeutic for sure. Definitely. Russell, you got anything? I think you gentlemen spoke on it very well. <laughs> Everything turned out fine. Yeah. Well, there was some stuff that I was going to say, and then Trey or uh, Turner would, would put it in there.
That's what, whenever Dustin was giving this testimony earlier, I had to skip like six questions. He gets on a roll, you know what I'm saying? Which is great. Yeah. It saves. Yeah. I think the testimony was, was, was good. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we appreciate you being uh, open and, and, and willing to, I mean, I know it's your job, but willing to share the in depth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're thankful for your salvation, but I know I can speak for all of us and, Lots of other people were thankful for it also. Yeah. You've done a lot in a lot of people's lives. Or, well. Just being an old plumbing preacher. That's yeah, right. man. Thank you all. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Obviously, <laughs> glory to God, right? But um, main point, I mean, just let, let's, let's um, we'll talk about, I don't want to get into that this week because we don't have enough time. Yeah. But Paul died. He did. So, yes, he did. And so we know his mindset through all of this and the Lord's will, what took place, how all that, you know. So we need to we need to discuss some of that next week. So remind us not to not not, not to leave you on, but he's longing and he's talking about going there and he's he's locked up and all of that, right? So yeah. he's hundreds and hundreds of miles away and he eventually dies not too long after. So he's dying pretty soon after, you know, all of this that he's talking through all this. So um we ain't, gonna, we ain't gonna leave you on red. Yeah, so we'll talk back through that as we we touching that. So just the main point, man. Uh, we kind of already discussed it. We're an hour and forty deep. We can we can uh, we need to go ahead and wrap it up, obviously. But what's our main point? We've 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 dissected the text pretty well, verse by verse. I think we've done well with it. What's the main point of the text? Uh, why are you here, and what is your purpose? I think um, was was mine was was where I was going with that. Um, it maximize maximize your ministry with your purpose. Yeah. Luke? Man, why do you guys just... It's like we're on wavelengths, man. That's what you... Ditto, I mean, right? Ditto. Ditto. That, what that you slapped. said. Yeah, that was slapping. Hey, Take the easy shout out, out you? Shout yeah. out to anybody still listening, though. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah, for <laughs> real. We're a long winded yeah. today. Paul, here's mine. Paul lived to glorify God. Period. That's it. He lived his life to glorify God and everything that he did. That's That was... That was his life. So, main main. I'm not saying y'all are wrong. the The main point is not necessarily dealing. The main point of the text, what he is telling us in this, showing us in this, that Paul's life was to be lived for the glory of God, and he did it. And no matter if he was living or if he was dying, whatever you know, it it, it was. It is the, if he used to die, it's to gain. If he was living, he was living to to to, yeah. to praise and honor God and to live his life for a purpose and with purpose for a meaning he wanted his his life to count um this is this is what i wrote down for real though i wrote down that for real we, though for real though all right we have a purpose in life and we should be fruitful in our labor but god has a plan that we do not know the exact direction of as christians we should not fear death for we will be with christ but that is all in god's timing yeah, that's a great application, man. That that's a really great good. way to apply was, the text. For it sure. was better than mine. It really was. <laughs> what about you, Russell? Well, how, how should we apply the text to our lives? Because we, man, jump from the main point, you know, just to some application. Um, what should we do? I mean, a lot, a lot of it just spoke to me. But like, you know, Paul, and no matter what circumstance he was in, he was going to do what he was supposed to do in in the Lord and speaking the gospel. And for us, you know, again, no matter what situation we're in, we'll speak it go out, try to spread the gospel um, as much as we can, or just do the things that we're called to do in 
in Christ, you know, that will help us, you know, be fruitful. You know, like he just said, it's, I mean, but y'all all basically that, right. It's just, it's just very, very, very powerful. If yeah. you really think about it, like it's. Yeah. He was very determined. Basically, we just need to live. We need to live in God's word. Yep. That, just like Paul did. Yep. Regardless. Yep. Live to honor him, man. Well, that was good, man. You got uh, an application, Turner? Yeah, for me. So continue to pray for Christ to lead me through his will. It's a big one for me. And what I picked up on was continuing to help out our brothers in Christ or sisters, either one. Yeah. So the cool thing about application is everybody's different. Everybody's different. You've heard me say this before. Like I, on Sundays, I give you application. Every week when we finish, you have an application. That's my application. That that's what I. But th- can you can you apply that to the text? Yeah, but but because it's it's off the text. But everybody at the end of a sermon or the end of as, as you rightfully rightly divide the word, you'll leave with something that may be different than the next person because the Holy Spirit that indwells in you, that ministers to you, that helps you through the Word of God as you read it and study it rightly, deals with you and what you're going through. And so everybody's a lot of time different. Yeah, we're going to relate know? to things differently. Yeah, and, and for me, man, no matter what the Lord puts in my life, no matter what season I'm in, valley, mountaintop, or whatever, I'm here to bring God glory. That's it. That's what I'm to do. And if I'm to die, sh- great. See y'all. If I'm living, I better be doing something with my salvation yeah. Yeah. because I'll give an account. Every one of us will give an account. And and it'll either be burnt up, wood, hay, or stubble, or be purified like 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 fine jewels is what the, you know, the scriptures say. So we don't, we're to live for him. And that's that's it, no matter what we're doing. And really think about the fact that am I living my life right now in a way that people are growing and closer to the Lord and more joyful in their salvation because of my existence? Yeah, bearing more fruit. I should be. You know, we all should be. So, and if you're not, you'll never understand the joy and the love and the, the, the guidance that you get. Yeah. Yep, for sure. All right, anybody want to share the, the greatest news of all before we, uh, before we uh, get, on get it, out of here? Yeah, man, get on <laughs> it. <laughs> the greatest news is our God is so good and so gracious, and he loves us so much that he sent his only son down to earth to be a perfect lamb of God and sacrifice himself so we all would have a way to the kingdom. Mm. That's the that's the good news right there, man. Bring that a tear to a glass eye. It sure will. And listen, if you're not in fellowship with the Lord today, he desires none to, to perish but, but all to come to repentance. And if you have not trusted him as the Lord, understand you won't be able to do it on your own. It's only through faith in Christ and his work for you to be made right with God. So pray if you're not in fellowship come to the end of yourself today and cry out to him for salvation i promise he wants to he wants to save us so um somebody somebody pray us out uh before we before we leave we also want to say uh to download this and to, to like it and to uh, subscribe it's right is that right yeah uh, we're working we are working on uh, other platforms as well hopefully we'll be able to have that available soon yeah so we're say we're streaming on all platforms we're almost there 
Um, but yeah, do that for us to, to, to help us, um, you know, continue and share it with your friends to get the, you know, get the message of Jesus out to, to those who have not heard it. All right. Y'all ready? Yeah. I'll close this out. Uh, Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for allowing us to have an opportunity to come together, uh, spread your word and, and share the gospel. Lord, I pray that, um, you give us opportunity, um, to, to share your word and, uh, to, to maximize our ministry, um, as we, uh, go out into the world. I pray that we're a, um, a light um, where it's so dark. Uh, Lord, I ask that you um, guide us, give us wisdom, uh, and continue uh, for us to, to grow um, for your will and, and for your good. Uh, pray for these men. And I pray for our community. I pray for our church. and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See y'all next week. Catch y'all on the flip.